Welcome to the Strategy Mob Podcast. Tune in for everything you need to know to stay in the know regarding the automotive industry. Here's your host, Jason Harris. Hey, what's going on, Podcast Nation? It is Jason Harris here. Hey, thanks for joining me on another episode of Strategy Mob. Hey, today's episode's a little different. Uh, this is actually a recording of a conversation I had with a young salesperson named Joe McGinnis. And Joe asks me all kinds of things about the industry and how he can advance his career. I hope you enjoy. Jason, the reason I want to talk to you first Shoot, and foremost, got- it's a pleasure to meet you. I've been I've been watching a lot of your videos recently. Just um, appreciate. I'm kind of in a in a weird place in my life. So uh, let me tell you a little bit about myself, okay. if you don't mind. Sure. Um, so I'm 22 years old. Uh, so very young. Uh, I've only been in the car industry since. Uh, well, I've been in the car industry since I graduated high school. Um, so I worked at a Ferrari dealership. I was a porter there. Yeah. Really nice. Know the owners. That's a great place um, to be a porter, man. I know, <laughs> right? Like, talk Dude, about like. Getting to drive it's like, like a dream job of being a porter cars. at a Ferrari dealership. <laughs> exactly, it was great, and so I did that for four summers uh, or three summers, uh, three or four, while I was uh, going to school, going to college. Um, I pursued uh, a couple different degrees. At first, it was uh, you know uh, computer science, so a lot of programming mm-hmm. stuff, mm-hmm. Uh, and it's actually funny. The my first job before I was actually a porter there, um, I actually did a lot of OEM stuff. So I did a lot of stuff for the parts. Um, Gotcha. Parts department. I wrote my own code um, in order to get all these like OEM keywords or th- that I was uh, OEM. Is that right? No, not OEM. I'm sorry. Um, uh, SEO. SEO. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, a lot of SEO keywords. Uh, throwing those into Google, making sure that we're getting a lot of hits whenever people wanted to look up Ferrari parts or Maserati parts, whatever it may be. Um, so I did that for so like you, a summer. You, you were the porter, and then they're like, "Hey, you know something about this internet stuff? Can you come over here?" Is that is that how it was that actually the it was the reverse way? So they oh, saw okay. that I was uh, I, I got in there because of my knowledge of that. I wrote my own code in order to get basically just the quickest information. I did like all this work really quickly, uh, and then they were like, "Hey, we we like you a lot. Why don't you be a porter? We need a porter." I was like, "Oh." Okay, I mean, I can't say no to hand washing, you know, beautiful hundred thousand dollar cars. I mean, that's that's Sound, the dream, sounds right? like it'd be fun. I'm, I'm down. I know. So I did that for a couple summers, and then once I graduated um, college, uh, I just got an associate's of general studies. I wanted to uh, to still work as a porter because I'm like, sure. again, great great job. Why would I, why would I not <laughs> wash in Ferraris and all that? Going to Ferrari events, dude. At twenty two, it'd be freaking awesome. Twenty like this. I the know. Best. Right. It was it was really great. Then they're like, hey, we actually don't need you anymore past the summer. And so I was like, oh, shoot, you know, I really enjoyed this job. So I actually I talked with the owner of the entire franchise. So uh, he owns a or owned, I guess, a uh, um, the Ferrari dealership, a Mazda, an Audi and an Acura dealership. And so I applied okay. to Mazda and Acura and actually got a sales position. No sales experience whatsoever. Um, they took a chance on me and I've been doing a, a pretty good job, I'd say. Uh, I've gotten promotion. I was like a product specialist, so a lot of like hourly pay, not making a whole lot of commissions, mm-hmm. and just kind of moving my way up. Um, but recently, the big change for us has been that he sold the dealership. So we have mm-hmm. new management, new owners, which yeah. I like. But this is my first like buy sell. You know, there's a lot going on that I'm <laughs> very unsure of, and I want to. I want to help long these new buy owners. Sell been? How like are you? A couple weeks into it? A couple months into it? Three weeks. Oh, so it's so super fresh. Still very fresh. Super fresh. Absolutely. Okay. Like we stopped using Carfax. We're using um <laughs> we're using was Experian AutoCheck which yep. it does the same thing but a lot of people prefer the name of Carfax. So there's a lot of these like little things here and there. Um 
that kind of just, I don't know. I, I'm a little off put by it. I'm very excited moving forward. Sure. I want to look at it. I don't want to look at it with negative eyes whatsoever. I want to, you know, take this as best I can moving forward and make the best opportunity out of it because that's what they want to do with us. They didn't come here to not make money. They came here to make money. They want to, you know, help bring in sales and all that. Yep. And so, again, the reason why I'm telling you all this is because I'm just really not sure what I want to do. And I know you're not like a life coach or anything, but I figure you have a lot of hey, experience. Dude, I can walk you through it. You know, I, I, I played every single role inside of a dealership. So. Mm-hmm. And so I have also applied back at Ferrari, but this time at a sales position as well. Okay. So that's the kind of where I'm at right now. Let's, I want let's to start help that first this off. New, do you like sales? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, so, yes. Yes, I do. Yes, but there's but a no. I, <laughs> where's I where's want, the but? I want more. <laughs> I want more. I want to help out. I want to, I mean, I have a, a graphic design history. Ah, I want to show you this. Gotcha. So this is... This is our, our trim sheet for all yeah. the vehicles that we have. I put our Advantage logo on there. This was already made, this by Acura, but I was putting like premium paint colors, little MSRP things yeah. up here. And like, that, that looks I've, nasty. I've done it with the whole, with all of our different, uh, you know, lineups and all that. Like, I've, I've done I've done a good job of, I, I help out with anything they ask me to. I, I'm friends with the managers. Um, of course, they're my managers still, but, you know, they ask sure. me for tech support help, you know. Uh, helping out, printing out a new privacy notice. They didn't. We needed to make one, so I made one in Word for it. Like I, I do everything that I can to yeah. try to help us out, you know. Um, and so, like, I think that I would be great with that. I love building rapport. I love sales. I love making that connection with someone. Sure. The, really, that that when I can tell that they're excited, when I get them excited, that's the that's the best part of sales. It makes my job easy. You know, can get <laughs> can get them to to buy things they didn't <laughs> think they were going to be buying just because they like me and. Another thing, just as you guys were talking about, I um, I, I was again been watching a lot of your podcasts, and the eight percent trustworthiness rate of car salesmen. Yep, I hate that. That's the worst. That's terrible. <laughs> Dude, it's, and it's, it, it, oh, it's so it's, frustrating. You know, it hasn't changed much since you know. I mean, it was probably lower even when I was on cars. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I was I was a pretty bad like. Look, I was the one thing I'll give my dealership credit for. One of the first dealership I started off was a Chevy dealership, all right? Is they had culture. The entirely wrong culture, but there was culture. Like the culture was around just making money. Mm-hmm. No like any means necessary, you made money. And that's just yeah. that's just what was that was the culture. Now, you know, it sounds like you got some other talents that you want to explore, right? And Precisely. You know, yep. We're not typically great in our industry as far as taking individuals' talents and letting them kind of, let's say, um, go outside of their job description, you know, mm-hmm. um, because we're not necessarily very progressive. We like to say, look, we hired you to do this job. Go do that, you know, mm-hmm. and anything kind of that is some variation or looks different is it feel it makes us feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, so you're gonna have to decide for yourself then, you know, ultimately what you want to, you want to do. I mean, uh, it's so funny listening to your story, how similar you were than, that, that I was at the dealership. I mean, look, I was, oh, really? I was 20 at the dealership and you know, this was the late nineties and you know, they're like, Hey, you're the youngest person salesperson here. You know, this, you know, stuff about this, like internet thing, right? <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Yes. I know stuff about this internet thing, right? And mm-hmm. they're like, "Can you help us with this?" And that's that's how I got into. You know, at the time, uh, they didn't necessarily have a title for me. They didn't know what the hell they were going to call me. So I actually, I actually had to write my own job description. 
if you can believe really? that, because it didn't exist. And I called myself an internet operations manager, which actually combined anything that had to do with the internet, which molded into marketing. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then BDC. Because at the time, our B, our business development center was the was the department that was handling, um, you know, these internet leads. And at the time when I walked in, there was like two people doing it, and they were insanely overwhelmed. And the group came to me and he said, "This isn't working. You know stuff." I'm like, "Sure, I know stuff. <laughs> you know stuff. Uh, you know, that's literally. I'm I'm not kidding you. That's how the discussion went. You know stuff." And I'm like, mm-hmm. "Can you put together a presentation of how you'd run this department?" I came in, I dude, I had no idea. Like literally had no mm-hmm. freaking clue. I had to like, uh, I, I, I like it was like cramming for a test. I, I, <laughs> I, I spent like four days of just Red Bull, straight Red Bull. Actually, mm-hmm. probably was Monster at the time. Um, and, and just and just wrote out this ridiculous presentation and just made up these numbers and made up mm-hmm. these budgets I was going to need and everything. I literally had to write my own my own job title because my job title didn't exist. Oh my goodness. And yeah, so I mean that's kind of where that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, you, absolutely. You kind of have like, to define I, your own job description. I mean, uh, no, I mean I'm a sales I'm a salesperson, and what you said, which is like I was hired to sell cars. <laughs> yeah, that's and I I like I, I mean I like I like selling cars. I love making commissions. You know, it's great. It's mm-hmm. sales is sales is it runs in my family. I I can do it for the rest of my life. I, I don't know if I want to though. Like, well, see, that's, that's the, the thing. You have, I, to, you have to decide. Like, mm-hmm. I, like I mean, I, I love cars. I love the industry, and I want to stick with that for sure. Look, it's, I, I it's, it's hard. It's hard to walk away from sales because the money's so damn good. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, like you have to understand. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I went into sales. I I knew within six minutes or six minutes, six months, six months of being at the dealership that I knew I wanted to own a dealership. I just yeah. knew it, right? And I remember asking my owner at the time, like, "How do I own a dealership?" And he's like, "Well, you need to know every single position and role at a dealership." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Well, okay, that made sense to me." Like I was, it was simple. I was like, okay, I just had to work every single role. So when I told my sales manager that I was going to leave the sales department to go be a service advisor for forty-two thousand dollars a year, when I my last T four, you know, I was making you know one hundred and sixty-seven thousand dollars a year. The guy was just yeah. like, you're you're nuts. Like, <laughs> like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, well, no, yeah. like I'm not. I'm playing a long game. I need to go be an advisor because I have to understand mm-hmm. the side of the business. Yeah. And and I did that multiple times. I went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth between making a lot of money, making a little money because I needed to understand every single role. I played the long game. And, mm-hmm. and I find that's actually one of the hardest things for uh, new salespeople is to understand how to play the long game. But you're in a great position to play the long game. I mean, are you? Mm-hmm. Are you living on your own? Or are you at home? Like, what, what's I'm, your I'm with my parents. It's great. So, I mean, I'm, you, you I'm, I don't have any long, bills. You have no bills, yeah. man. You get to play whatever mm-hmm. role you want to play right now. Um, you know, like, I, like I got married. I had three kids. All of a sudden, it was like, woo. I, like, I'm so glad early on I took – I was able to take that opportunity and do this bounce, bouncing back and forth between big income and small income because I took it for the experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I could never do that now. Like, I mean, I look at sales guys that are coming to the business in their 40s, and they're like, that's it. They can't go play service advisor. They need to be providers, yeah. They can't play go junior marketing, you know, uh, manager or something like that because mm-hmm. they have they rely on they rely on that income. Yeah, so I, I, I've seen in your videos you've talked about just an internet department that's not BDC. Can you maybe go a little bit further yeah, into what yeah. that might look like? There's, I'm, a, big, uh, there's, very a, big mis- there's a big misconception there. Um, and it's usually super easy to find out if a dealership has an internet department or a BDC. So, like, the funny thing is when I started, they called it a BDC, but it was really an internet department. 
That's what it was, right? And a BDC, all right, 70% of a BDC's efforts should be outreach, meaning it, it's it's crazy. It's actually in the name of what the hell they do. Business development, um, meaning they develop business. Um, yeah. So so therefore, 70 plus percent of their efforts need to be outreach, 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 you know, develop new business opportunities that didn't exist before. And then mm-hmm. the internet department is usually the polar opposite where, you know, over 70% of their efforts are inbound. Internet leads are uh, coming in, phone calls uh, are coming in. These are incoming mm-hmm. efforts, right? And I need to take those incoming efforts and I need to, you know, uh, develop that online relationship so that I can get to the point where I can create that in dealership relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, a lot of dealerships will actually shove these these two different types of departments into one. That's what we have. Yep. And, yep. and then there's always serious confusion. We be we, what we end up what we end up with is a jack of all trades and masters of nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that that sounds that sounds about right. Yeah. I mean with our with our BDC uh, people that we have, like, would they, so they don't take phone ups. All the salesmen take phone ups, but. Um, okay. In terms of like internet leads, you know, TrueCard, you know, uh, anything, admins, that they, they get all those, um, you know, people inquire through our website, they get all those and then they reach out. They also do reach out to prospective customers, uh, you know, with equity mining and all that. Yeah, finding people that's who are developing positions like that's yeah. But it, they're they're doing both, which is definitely an awkward position and they it's don't fully su- understand. It's, it's super weird because, side. yeah, the mentality developing and then responding to oper- like it's entirely two different mindsets. Mm-hmm. You know, and so it's like I, I can't tell you how many dealerships I sat down and consulted with, and I'm like, you got to separate these two out. You know, if you got if you got five or six bodies in that department, then you need to just part the seas. And yeah. it's like this needs to be incoming. This needs to be outbound. Um, yeah, it, we try to shove everything together, which then that might actually become more interesting for you, mm-hmm. because you might be more interested on those inbound stuff. Like, just stick yeah. me stick me in front of a computer. Let me create those online relationships, all right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, if I can, you know, I'll, I'll turn them into in-dealership relationships. But yeah. You, you just have to decide which one you like better, you know? Like, you, you know, I'll mm-hmm. tell you, for me, I actually prefer the in-dealership experience, but my talent was so good at taking that online and, cre- and making that online experience because I, I actually treat them like a fucking human. You know, like I would actually like talk yeah. to them normally, not like, mm-hmm. thank you for your inquiry today. Uh, when would you mm-hmm. like to come in? You know, I was like, I'm like, dude, great choice. I dig that car too. I actually saw it come in. Uh, it looks really nice. Um, mm-hmm. Was there anything in particular like I can get you for it? It's a great ride. Like I just I know talk- you hate templates. I, hate <laughs> I know templates. you hate templates. <laughs> no, I, I hate templates, but 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 I, I I love standardizing. So it's like I standardize mm-hmm. communications efforts, but I don't template community because like I'll tell you, yeah. and you're the same too. Like a consumer <laughs> smells a template, they know, they know. Yeah. They're like, all right, great. That's scary you just, to them. <laughs> you just didn't care enough to actually write me yeah. out a proper response. Yeah, I, I love I love taking in leads, whether it be, you know, phone ups or, you know, someone who a BDC person has said, hey, can you contact this person because they're, the, you know, the TO to the salesperson. Yep. And um, it's it's definitely nice. Again, I love just creating relationships, especially during like the middle of COVID. I was helping my dealership set up like um, setting up how to get people to put down deposits over the phone you know set, like doing e-signing stuff like very simple things to, just because i'm the youngest kid there and like they don't know how to do any of this uh and i i think it's just it's so it's so important to 
again, I, I want to push the status quo of what a salesman, what a car salesman is. You know, I, I want to I want people to feel comfortable around me. I want to just be friends with them in a way, you know, and it's just a, it's a very uh, I, I like what I'm doing, but it's there's just uh, I'm so conflicted in this point in my life, which is it's a good spot well, to be. Look, I, I look, like there, where there, I am there's right a couple now. of different places you can be right now. And, the, and there is no wrong or right answer here as far as like where where, where you want to be and what you want to do. Um, yeah. Look, you're 22. Taste everything. All right. Do not pigeonhole yourself to sales because you mm -hmm. might find that you actually like enjoy the service department. And you want to talk about making and creating relationships that last an incredibly long time. You understand the sales side, you're building a relationship and then you sell the car and then the relationship's over. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, yeah. you know, being a service advisor, I'd have people come in, bring me coffee. Like, <laughs> oh yeah. Like, hey, I'm bringing my car in for service today. I'm like, hey, Mr. Johnson, what's going on? You know, and Mr. Johnson would bring me a coffee. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. It was it was amazing relationship development, you know? Yeah. So like, look, there's two ways you can play this. Like, you're young, taste every single position in a dealership. There are so many to play when you, you might actually find that the marketing department is where you enjoy and that's where you find your happiness and you find your jam. You know, you might find that the, might. the social media side of the business, which is insanely important and dealerships do understand the importance of it. Um, don't know if your dealership understands the importance enough where they're actually willing it's, to pay for it, but that's, in a, different, that's a different conversation. <laughs> that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but just taste everything. So that's one, that's one strategy, taste it all. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that right yeah the other strategy is like what i did is like i knew in 15 years i was going like what my end goal was all right like mm -hmm. i wanted to i was going to be a gm and then i was going to be a dealer principal and that was it yeah and then i just had to reverse engineer everything that er, everything i needed to taste so that i could get to that point there is no mm -hmm. wrong or right you choose a you choose b you choose blue or red pill it doesn't make a difference you just yeah you choose one right and I feel like for you, it, it was kind of the same path with both of those options. Mm -hmm. You knew that you wanted to be a dealer principal. You knew you wanted to be an owner. So you had to taste every position in order to Yeah, to get it there. was in line. So it actually worked mm -hmm. out really well. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but I got a lot of criticism for it because I was making very healthy, beautiful six figures a year in a sales position. And then mm -hmm. I would leave that to go do this. And then I, and then they're like, well, can you come back and do the BDC and internet operations? And I go back to do that. And then I was like, I really like the marketing side. I'm going to actually train, develop one of the people that are in my business development reps to take over my position so that I can actually jump down a payroll, but the goal focus on the marketing <laughs> side of it. Right. And then mm -hmm. I wanted to be in accounting. Like I wanted, like I watched the ladies upstairs just literally yell and scream their accounting. faces wow. off on how bad, you know, it was for the service department. I was like, well, God, it's that bad. I want to know why. So then I left there and mm -hmm. I went to the accounting side. Like I tasted everything. Yeah. I mean, that's like, I just, I feel like I can, I don't want to be a, a jack of all trades, master of none because, yeah. but I, I feel like there's so many different like parts of a dealership that I could go into. I know you're talking about the importance of video and especially on used cars. So you're yeah. talking about telling a story with used cars. That's something we don't do at all. The only videos we have is if you go on uh, cars.com and they have their automatic this beautiful 2017 Acura you know, RDX. 17,000 miles. Another. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's all that. Like, I, I saw the, uh, in that video you were, um, I think in the video you guys were talking, but in the background there was a video of someone actually doing a, a presentation of a vehicle, you yep. know, just smiling, showing the car off. He said, pick out the three favorite features or whatever it may be. Like, I think that's something that I would love to do. I mean, I have acne, so I might not be the greatest face, but, <laughs> but like, I feel like I just want to get that 
you know, that smile, that that energy and stuff out there to, again, start to push that status quo away from shady car dealership into like, oh, someone who actually knows their stuff about cars, is young, yep. is nice, is going to treat you right. And I think that's going to be a good way for our dealership, again, to, to drive business. But ultimately, I have no say in that. I've talked with the new owners and expressed interest and maybe wanting to help with Well, you don't have to express or, interest. You just tell them. You just flat out tell them, this is what I want to do. If you want to keep me employed, this is what I want to do. If you don't, mm -hmm. that's okay. No foul, no harm. There are hundreds yep. of other dealerships out there. I'll go find one that wants to meet my needs. Like, that's the beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. Like, dude, like, dealerships are like barbershops. All right, you're renting a chair. <laughs> like, like yeah. do you know what I mean? You're renting a chair. You're bringing, you're bringing an income. Like, mm -hmm. if they're not willing to develop you, you go find a fucking dealership that will. Like it's straight up. It is that simple. You know, it's like, mm -hmm. I know, um, I know a lot of people that went through the, this kind of path. Right. And if you look yeah. at their resume, they look like they, they bounced, they hopped. Right. And, and people go, Oh, I don't know. You know, that guy's hopping. Like, but then I'd actually sit down and talk to the person, like, just straight up, tell me what happened here. More often than not, it was because they just, the dealership wasn't providing what they were looking for. And I think for a couple of reasons, A, because they weren't being um, transparent enough about what they needed from the dealership, mm -hmm. their employer. Yeah. All right. Like the employer had no problem telling them, this is what we need you to do. Here are the 15 things, you know? Mm -hmm. But I think too often as, as employees, we don't tell the employer what we need. And that's just, dude, that's where you got to go. You just yeah. have to go like, this yeah. is this is what I want to do. I, you know, pay is not the issue right now, right? I want to play in this space. I want to grow. I want to develop myself. And are you a group that's going to let me do that? If not, there's a hundred others that will. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, because I, I mean, I have background in, in video editing and theater. I've been on stage. Like, I, there's, I have so many different things that I've done. And I feel like just kind of trying to, I guess, in my head, think of what kind of role I want to hold to still yes. be able to bring in business and then asking for that. Yeah. Cause that's something I hadn't even thought of. I mean like that telling is not telling or not, not asking telling. Yo, oh, do you have to tell? Yeah. You have yeah. to tell. And, and, and you know what it is? It's just, and this is coming, this is the dealer principal coming out of me. Like mm -hmm. I, I, if you were my employee, I need you to tell me because I may not ask you cause I got a lot of other things I'm dealing with right now. Yeah. Right. Like, like yeah. I, I need you to come out and tell me because like, knowledge is king once i know all right what your what, what you need to be happy then it's literally mm -hmm. it's my goal or my responsibility as an owner all right to try to fulfill or say look we don't have that position it doesn't exist here mm -hmm. right and then let you go so you can go find that position like, and I, I think with my current situation, the fact that there is new owners me stepping up and saying hey we didn't have any social media beforehand let me do that and not again not asking but telling and i will help us develop more business i will help us market ourselves better because all that we do is post screenshots from acura.com look at this beautiful new rdx and it gets one like or it's, it's no two brand likes. it's no brand there's no brand yeah whatsoever yeah all right it's it's all it's all product not people no. you know which is what which is what we want to bring in we want to, the the people experience now if you're willing to go that direction you can tell them no, mm -hmm. you have to be willing. If you if you're confident enough in the dealership that you're in, you have to be confident enough in yourself and your abilities to say, "Don't pay me for it. I'll really? do it. The proof will be in the pudding." But trust me, when I come back, I'm going to ask you for a lot more than if you just agreed to pay me now. So I'll tell you, my first general manager position, 
Um, there was no salary. I actually, I actually went and told the owner to make me a GM. I said, you need to make me a GM. And here's what's going to happen. I'm only going to take 15 points on the increase I bring to you. That's it. If I don't on the increase, on the not increase, on the total, not on the total, on the increase. If I don't, if if I don't actually, sorry, it was 18 points, 18 points on the increase, 18 points on the mm-hmm. increase. All right. If, if I don't bring you an increase, I will work for you for free. He looked at me, he said, you're nuts. I said, well, I'm confident. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, not nuts, yeah. I'm confident, all right? That year increases net profit by $2 million. 18, oh, my. Eight, 18, it was 18 two, points at $2 million. 18, 18% on, actually, it was 2.2. Um, but but 18, <laughs> it wasn't bad. It was good money, and that was the no, first year. All. all right? Yeah. And then and then then I came down, and I said, you want me to continue to do this? This is what you got to pay me. They're like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well. Yeah, the chance to hire. Do you want, do you want more? <laughs> like, like you want more business, want more money? Yeah, dude. I was wow. always like, look, um, when when you're in a space mentally, all right, and your talents, so you're confident in your abilities. You write your own paycheck. All right, you mm-hmm. get to write your own paycheck. But I can't tell you how many times I went to go write my own paycheck, and to write my own paycheck, I had to put, I had to put myself out there. Mm-hmm. Like if this didn't work, I owned it. They didn't take it. I had to take the responsibility. I had yeah. to take the the risk. I own the risk, not the not the dealership owning the risk. Yeah, take responsibility for your own success, your own and risk, young, and all that. Yeah, bills. You can do this. Mm-hmm. You know, like you can do this. And the, the cool thing yeah. is that you're going to learn regardless. I mean, that's that, that's awesome. You're absolutely right. I love every single day. I'm learning something new, sales wise, product wise, whatever it may be. And I never stop asking questions. That's something that. When I started at this dealership and I was, I shadowed the top producers. Absolutely. Nice. That was the, I'm not going to shadow the person who's been there for three months. I was shadowing the people who've been here for 30 years, selling cars for long, making six figures. And I asked one of the guys so many questions. He goes, you asked too many questions. <laughs> Stop asking me questions. And he and I didn't speak for a while. We're, we're on good terms now, but I think it's because he didn't know that I was here to stay, you know, but I was asking so many questions. I wanted to really just get an understanding of the, the, the dealership, the systems in place, the mm-hmm. how to interact with customers. I mean, there's so much stuff that I continue that I'm never going to stop learning. And I think that's cool that you said that as I'm, or even as in your position, when you were starting to develop that internet department by yourself, you didn't have any experience or no. uh, not any experience. You I, didn't pay, have I, any, paid, I paid for my own education. Yeah. Like that's what you did. I, I took lower income or lower, uh, I took lower pay. All right. To mm-hmm. learn, to do. Right. I, I didn't finish college. I went through one semester, man. I got and I got sucked into selling cars and I was like, <laughs> why would you do that? Why would I do this? Would like, into, I'm, I'm going to make six, I'm making debt. six figures a year and yeah. these guys are still in college and I'm rolling deep with a demo. I'm like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's... but dude, you're in, you're in the best place ever. Now, best advice I can give you something that I wish mm-hmm. someone told me is that mm-hmm. I did not start building a personal brand until much, much, much later in my career. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. If I started building a personal brand 10, 15 years earlier, all right, I can't tell you, like, I got no beef with it. It is what it is. Right. Like I only started building my personal brand in the last three years. That's it. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, really I mean, hardcore, really hardcore. Like, you've you've built a very good brand in the, in those three years. I mean, look look at your setup. Well, I'm playing catch up, <laughs> man. I'm yeah, playing, there you I'm go. Playing yeah. catch up. Like this is catch mm-hmm. up. All right, this is what it looks like. I'm leaving a lot of money. All right, 
in building a brand that I may not have had to spend. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, I mean, look, dude, I have four full-time employees dedicated just to the brand. Like, this wow. is four, four payroll. Like, yeah. it's, not, it's not cheap, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But if I had started this years and years and years ago, would I have, would I have to be shelling out that kind of money anymore? Probably not. So I'm mm-hmm. playing catch-up right now. Look, I'm, I'm, like, I'm in my 40s. I'm, paying, I'm playing catch-up. If I did it when I was in my 20s, entirely different story Mm -hmm. so as someone my age what would you say would be the best way for me to develop my own personal brand oh joe you're in the best place ever you're 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 tasting every single aspect of the business and you need to document that so i can learn through your eyes like i I can't tell you like you are literally like a walking petri dish (laughs) like (laughs) like i i get to watch you learn and I get mm-hmm. to watch you consume, and I get to watch you make mistakes, and, and I get to watch you make wins. And then mm-hmm. as, as an owner, I get to consume Joe, and I'm like, well, Joe, Joe's the future, right? Joe in that entire age group is the future. Look what's important to Joe. I wonder if that's also important to other people that's similar to Joe. Mm-hmm. You know, So like, I want to consume your brand because I want to know you as a demographic. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's that's a the cool thing about being my age and uh, is, the other dude, younger salespeople here. They, <laughs> we we know that we are the future of this industry. Exactly. The old people who are disgruntled and have been in the industry for a long time and who aren't able to adapt to the times, they're they're on their way out eventually, and they're all gonna die. And you know, <laughs> oh god, oh my god, no, I'm just or, or they're they're actually gonna retire and just do dealer trades. That's what they'll do. Exactly. Yeah, they'll probably just um. do dealer trades, go for the dealership, <laughs> but. Yeah, I mean, I guess you're using social media and like, now, would you suggest that I would make my own Joe McGinnis uh, 100%. car guy? Uh, 100%. I account? wish I did strategy instead, with instead Jason. Instead of my own personal, like. I wish I built strategy with Jason 15 years ago. I, if mm. somebody would have told me about branding and self-brand, because strategy mm-hmm. with Jason follows me no matter where I go. All right? Yeah. The Joe show yeah, 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 goes yeah. no matter where you go. It's just the Joe the show. Joe show. The Joe Show. Dude, I, that just came out. I love I don't it. Know, I love it. <laughs> but no, that, you're right. That does follow me wherever I go. Yeah, no matter what dealership I, I eventually work for. Oh, 100 percent. That can travel. That brand. That brand can travel with you. And there's also value and equity in that brand. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you get to eventually cash in on that brand. Don't expect to cash in that brand now. Ten years yeah. from now, you're going to cash in on that brand, right? You know, Joe's going to be able to work at any dealership in the in the world because everybody knows the Joe Show. I'm, dude, I'm just making stuff up. So. I love it. No, it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so like my own, and then because I feel like certain social media platforms are more um, are more in tune with, I guess, this industry. I feel like Twitter's not. That's not Twitter's super. LinkedIn. You got to understand who your LinkedIn. audience is. LinkedIn, yeah, LinkedIn. Audi- audiences, and LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Right, look, you're talking to someone who plays Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I play in them all. But the automotive, all right, that older generation, those dealer principals, those owners, the people that you want to see your content is going to be on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. So you're not, yeah. you're not going to have hundreds of thousands of followers. You can have huh. nine, ten, twelve, thirteen, fifteen thousand followers. But those are the followers mm-hmm. that you need. Those are the check writers. Who cares how many followers you have? All right. If mm-hmm. you got five thousand followers and and three thousand are potential check writers, I mean they'd hire you to come work at your at their dealership, dude. That, that's yeah. a freaking win. And I and, and, and I want to as an and this is the dealer principal in me coming out. Mm-hmm. I want to watch the Joe show. 
Like I, I look, I, I, I'm an older dealer principal and I, I need to attract more Joes. So I'm mm-hmm. going to learn from Joe on how I can attract more Joes. Yeah. No, that, that definitely makes sense. Huh. I think I'm going to need to hit up Photoshop tonight. Well, and then, <laughs> to and then do you do some, well, do some and, more graphics and, and, and stuff and for my hack. personal branding. It's, it's, yeah. it's a hack for yeah. you, right? I mean, you're hacking it because what you're doing is, is you're networking and you're learning at the same time. Mm-hmm. So you're getting, you're getting on shows like you are doing right now with me, mm-hmm. right? You're learning, but then my entire audience is now introduced to, you know, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, right there. <laughs> right there. Right there. <laughs> you know? um, and, and that's what you do. You literally do that for the next 10 years, man. And you become mm-hmm. that dealership household name. But, but taste everything. Let, let me just, yeah. I want to learn from you. I want to learn from everything you taste. You know, go do social media. Go be a service advisor. Go be in the BDC. Go and just, I just want to learn. Like, you don't have to mm-hmm. be an expert, all right? I just want to, I, I want to learn along with you, right? Yeah. yeah it's yeah, like yeah. Joe the new guy. I get to learn through Joe's eyes of how he approaches this and this and this. And he has that generational, you know, perspective. And I want Joe's perspective. I want to know it. Yeah, and I guess yeah, being able to share that perspective again, as you're saying, as a dealer principal, as you know, higher rank people in that, that, getting to get a perspective of what a our younger audience would be. Yeah, yeah. Any other 22 year olds or 25, three years down the line, you know, that that generation that I'm in, seeing the way that they like to go about things. Because I, I think the with a lot of people nowadays, it's just, they want to do something online maybe test drive the car and then buy it, you know? Yeah. And, and I try to make that process as easy as possible. I'll send you the credit app ahead of time. I'll ask for your driver's license, insurance card, you know, all that stuff, get everything loaded up for you. If you're, if we have, a, if we're, we have a deposit, which we've done over the phone, when we're ready to go, as soon as you get in the dealership, we'll get you in, get you out within an hour. Like that's, that, that's important to me as a, as a salesperson to be able to have that very seamless experience in between internet and in store. Well, and if you decide to say which is sales and which is fine, if you mm-hmm. decide to say in sales, yeah. then, your brand even goes beyond just internal, you know, internal industry brand. Now you're building a consumer brand. So now mm-hmm. as a consumer, I get to watch Joe. I get to learn about Joe. I get to see how passionate Joe is about Acuras, right? Yep. And it's like if I'm in market for an Acura, like I want to buy from Joe. Like yeah. <laughs> Joe, Joe fucking cares. Joe loves his <laughs> shit. Like I want to go talk to Joe, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, the best advice I can give you, man, is just like build build the personal brand. It's going to work for you both professionally, and it's going to work for you in your own personal career as well. Do that early because I I I didn't do it until literally just hardcore in the last three to four years. Mm-hmm. And if I had done it fifteen years earlier, be a whole different ball game for you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not complaining now. I just know that I'm in it for the next 10, 15 years. Mm-hmm. You know, which is no big deal. Well, fuck it. I want to be what fifty something. Who cares? I still got a whole yeah. bunch of time on my hands. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I'm very new to LinkedIn. So, do, what are like any experiences you might want to you would want to share with someone who's new to LinkedIn? Because I only made mine uh, maybe at the beginning of this year. I, I'm very new to it. I've only created new, you know, relationships, connections with people. Sure. Like what? What is your best advice as to like how to market uh, using hashtags? Is who use a lot of hashtags? Of course, that's important. Mm, um, any advice you can give? Um, you know, look, it's uh, LinkedIn's a lot of hand-to-hand combat. Like it's good old traditional networking, right? Like you target mm-hmm. the people that you want to network with, and you reach out to them. That's it. 
you know, and then why I want to connect with you is because I want to learn from you as a demographic. You are a walking, talking demographic, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, I just get to hear Joe's thoughts and opinions on everything to do with the industry. Yeah. You know, and then, you know, you, it's easy to reach out, dude. You reach out to general managers and CEOs and you'd be amazed how many people will sit down and just do one of these conversations with you. And by the way, thank you so much for, for doing this conversation. This is, this is great. Right? Like I, I saw one of your posts, uh, maybe three, four weeks ago, I was on accessory marketing and that's something that I know that I, I, I do a decent job at, but I know can definitely be improved. I commented on there. You sent me a LinkedIn, uh, connect invite and now we're sitting here. So I, I appreciate well, you. Okay. Well, let's, let, let's, let's literally, I mean, for everyone out there watching right now, I mean, look at this dude, all you did was just reach out. Can yeah, I, can simple. I chat? Like, <laughs> I mean, there was no, there was like, yeah, sure, man, we could chat, whatever. I got, I got some time. Yeah. I'm finishing up my podcast. So I'll have some time at the end of Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's chat. Like that was yeah. it. It's there, real simple. <laughs> it's not, it's not hard at all. At all. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're all people at the end of the day. I mean, even if you had a thousand, two, uh, thousands of more people, like you're very down to earth. You're having a conversation. I appreciate the time that you're, you're taking to, to talk with me, Jason. And there's a lot of people out there that will do the exact same thing. So I, I, I just, mm-hmm. like I said, I think um, you'll have to decide with your dealership yeah. if this is the right dealership for you. You'll have mm-hmm. to make a commitment if you just want to taste, taste, man, taste every single position, play F and I for a while. You want to learn something fun, play F and I, okay? Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, you want to be a sales manager, go be a sales manager. Like there's, there's you're going to learn so much, but document what you learn. All right, mm-hmm. because the documentation, the part, documentation yeah, me... of what you're learning as you're going along, and this is why you're going to taste. You're going to taste everything, you know, and but the documentation of that is what's going to want to want me to connect to you as a brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you mentioned the F and I thing. I've had conversations when I was like very new to this dealership, mm-hmm. and the business manager saw I had success selling our uh, after sale products. You know, like uh, not ceramic coatings, but you know, protection packages, sure. warranties, and all that. And he goes, "Hey, you could be sitting in my office one day." And I was like, "I've been here for three months. What are you, <laughs> a finance manager? That that's kind of crazy." And I feel like I've always been a numbers guy. So yeah, exploring every facet would every definitely facet. benefit. And you know me what the coolest, thing, the coolest thing with the dealership? You can be you could be in the business in three months and then all of a sudden be a sales manager. Like yeah. that is the beauty of our business is we don't have this kind of like like you put your dues in and you'll get to this point. We actually don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? If you got the talent and you got the drive, we'll put you in the position. Plain and simple. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, it's it's the one very, very unique part about this about this industry, right? You don't need an MBA. You don't have to have a college degree. Right, you have to just have the willingness to work your ass off. That's it. Mm-hmm. And it's like you just yeah, ask. That's, that's what I want to do. Like <laughs> that's what I want to do. You work your ass off. You prove that you can perform, and you can ask for whatever the hell you want to ask. But you do need to ask. You do have to go back mm-hmm. to your dealership and tell them, you know, what you ultimately want to do. If you need, if you want to leave sales right now because you want to go play on social media, then play on social media. Or you go and tell them and say, hey, look, I understand that you guys don't see value in social media, so I want the opportunity to show you the value in social media. Here's what mm-hmm. I'm going to do. I work so many hours a week. I'm going to dedicate 15 to 18 hours a week just to your social media. I'm not going to charge you for it, all right? But anything that I mm-hmm. benefit from that is going to come to me. Um, so okay, I'll, okay, okay. You know, let me go do this. I'm going to go do this, mm-hmm. all right? All right, I need your blessing. All right, thank you for the blessing. No, <laughs> no. And then yeah. just... And just go do. And the proof's, think the proof's in the pudding. I think it's definitely something that I'm going to 
kind of flesh out in my head tonight before I, you know, have a conversation with my managers about this, you know, kind of deciding where I want to go with this. But I think it's more leading towards social media, video, that kind of marketing. But I still want to, I still want to sell cars if I can, you know, and I, I, I agree if I, if I put 15 hours worth of work, especially moving into the slower seasons, Dude, I, you're I don't know how it's going to look this with all that. I'm going to have so much time. Exactly. That's, that's another reason why I, this timing kind of worked out is I, we've been so slow. I mean, with the election and all that stuff going, oh, you're in Canada, right? So you probably, well, you know, I mean, I'm you're actually probably American. keeping up a little bit. Yes. You're American. So I'm American, but I'm in Canada. So I've been, I've been, watch, I've been American, watching Yeah. But when you come down here, they introduce you as a Canadian, right? <laughs> Isn't know. that what you said? I don't said? know what Something the hell, like I don't know what the hell I am. <laughs> um, uh, you, you know, you know, what's funny though, is, uh, listening to that. Um, that's actually what catapulted. You, you want to hear what catapulted everything for me. What was kind of that yeah. aha moment is, uh, I was in sales. You got to understand this was like late 90s. So not everybody had a website. You know, it's just mm. still kind of like, eh, maybe, maybe not. Early 2000s, people just kind of got a website, but they don't really give a crap about it yet. Da, 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 da. Um, and I was a salesperson, and no one told me that sales are a seasonal thing. I was like, <laughs> so I got, I got used to making some good coin. And then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. winter came about. And I'm like, what the hell is this? This isn't okay. All right. Yeah. And uh, I mean, dude, I used to do everything to generate new sales. I used to drive over to the shopping mall with my business cards and handwrite on the back of them. I like your vehicle. I'd, if you're interested in selling it, please contact me because I take the trade and sell another car. So I would go put like a hundred different you know business cards in all these different windows at the mall because our dealership is mm-hmm. right across the street from a mall. And um, I, I, I started really reading a lot more about you know dealerships websites and inventory websites and stuff like that. And you gotta understand, Auto Trader at the mm-hmm. time was still a mag magazine like it was still a magazine oh. you didn't have a fucking website at this point um huh. so i i went to my dealership i went to my sales managers hey by the way i'm not selling enough cars so i'm gonna spend my own money i'm gonna go build a website because i know a bunch of people right that can build me a website and you know i had roommates at the time like, oh, we'll code you a website c plus plus like whatever old school yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> And it will wireframe the whole thing. I'm like, okay, cool. So I actually spent my own money. So it cost me about $3,000 to build my own website. And I think it was, it was, it was jasonsellscars.com. Mm-hmm. On my own URL, the whole thing. And I started, I, I started actually pushing because their used cars even wasn't, it wasn't even online. Inventory management wasn't online yet. And, um, and, and that's actually how I started. I actually, that's how everyone, that's how everyone in the dealership started recognizing kind of who I was and what the, what that person was doing is I went and built my mm-hmm. own website and that I was selling about five or six cars a month off my own website. That's, that's nuts. That's very, but dealer, at but, the time, but salespeople can do this now. I can't tell you how many salespeople I know mm-hmm. right now are taking their own money, all right, boosting their social media video that they made about this pre-owned vehicle. Oh. They're spending 10, 20, 30, 40 bucks against that po- boosted video, all right, and they're selling it. You make a grand commission or something like that. If there's gross in there, yeah, whatever it may be. And Put I mean, their, that's, they're putting their that's money profit. where their mouth is. That's profit, yeah. yeah. I have a lot of salespeople out there that are just doing it themselves. And they're like, fuck the dealer. And if the dealer's not going to give it to me, fine. You know, it's like, I'm, I'm, this taking the barbershop uh, mentality like this is my yeah. chair i'm gonna profit from this chair as much as i possibly can all right and i'll go record my own video mm-hmm. i will go pay the 30 40 50 bucks to boost it and you know what all of those messengers those inbound messengers oh cool car man i think one of my friends are looking for one of those like those are my deals so do you think that maybe like you said messengers you think like Facebook would probably be the best way to Instagram, to reach out Facebook. for that one in particular Instagram or Facebook yeah. those are the two that I've kind of uh, one of the same I feel like I'm gravitated when you, towards when you, go, when you go to po- when you go to boost a post yeah you know okay that's not saying LinkedIn you can boost it's expensive but you mm-hmm. know um, 
Yeah, man. You can just. I mean, with LinkedIn, it's like that's not a that's not a place to find buyers. Is that am I wrong in saying that? It depends if you want to look for a business. I mean, look, yeah. I sold, I remember I sold, I was 24 and I did a Dodge Grand Caravan deal for 79 units. And, and this came in off of something I recorded and I put mm-hmm. out there and it was towards real estate agents. And I'm like, real estate agents, you know, if, if, if you're looking for, to really sweeten your deal, all right, mm-hmm. buy a house, get a car, reach out to me. Let's, let's talk about it. I, I posted that okay. video, and I was thinking I was going to have agents reach out to me. I had a developer reach out to me. He goes, I saw your video. I think it's actually a pretty cool idea. Um, I'm building out 80 houses right now. Let's let's do something. And, of course, I'm like 24, 25. I'm like, sure, no problem. I'll come up and meet you. Like, I drive up there with a briefcase. It was totally empty, by the way. Um, and I'm just <laughs> for like. The look, for the look, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, let's chat about this, right? Fleet manager mm-hmm. loses his shit flips over what the hell are you doing that's a fleet deal and i'm like no <laughs> that was that was you actually that's that's my deal <laughs> 79 79 grand caravans i sold wow off of uh, it was it was a video i posted um you know now i'm really going to age myself because it was myspace um oh. <laughs> i've never used myspace before i'm a little too, a little too young for that one i've heard of it it was you, you couldn't even post a video. You can only post the link to the video. So it was like, oh my gosh! <laughs> no, this is this has been very helpful. Thank you so much, Jason. Because I think yeah, definitely the first step for me is build that build that brand for myself. Yeah, is build that, and then see if I want to take a venture. And I, I think it kind of a hybrid, still selling cars because that's ultimately where I'm gonna yep. make my dough. But then, as you said, like kind of proving my worth, having them take a chance with me um, on letting me help out with their social media in a way. I think, honestly, I think creating a video for every used car that we have is going to be the most invaluable thing. I think having that personal experience versus looking at pictures versus having someone say, hey, this is a great car, showing the interior, maybe even going on a drive along, you know, whatever it may be <laughs> that I mean. I feel like that's that's going to get more people excited, and again, get more of the more of a face. Because I know you guys talked about, it and I've heard this study before, where people are willing to pay more for the experience 100%. than than if it, it's it's all the same product, and especially with new cars. Oh my goodness, the new car market! I did not know what I was getting myself into. <laughs> the new car market, no margins or anything like that. No margins. It's all volume, yeah. and you need to find what the Joe McGinnis, you know, experience is. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, Jason, I think I think that's pretty much it. I think I don't I don't have any more questions. You have anything else? Nah, dude, this is great. Any, this was fun. I'm you know look, I'm Thank glad you, so you reached out. It says a lot about you, just the fact that you even reached out because I think there's so Thank many you. people out there that aren't even willing to go that far, just to mm-hmm. say, hey, look, this is the direction. This is the career I'm choosing. I want to be better at this. I need to commit myself to you know to this craft, you know, mm-hmm. and and just and just reach out, dude. You did it. You took the first step. Yeah. Um, now, now, now the, the, the fucked up part is that now, now you know, <laughs> what is it? and mm-hmm. knowing, all right, me is accountability. So, mm-hmm. you know, the screwy part is six months from now, when I go to look up your social media account, cause I will, cause I'll put it in my calendar to do so. And okay. you haven't executed on this. And then I go and post a video on how Joe McGinnis didn't do his shit. Um, cause it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Really, after we're done with this call, I'm just going to stick it in my Gmail calendar to go look up your social media efforts in six months. 
what date would that be? That would be May. I'm just gonna set it six months from when is that? Twenty twenty. May fourth to twenty twenty. Okay, or twenty twenty one. Okay, get us out of this year. Get us out of this year, please. <laughs> and then I'm gonna have this video, mm-hmm. and then I'm gonna and then I'm gonna be able to attach the fact that either you did or you didn't. And all thanks to you, all my success <laughs> six months down the line. There you go. Well, Jason, I, I hold me to that, and I'll, I I'll, I'll I'll show you I'll show you what I'm what I'm able to do. Absolutely, <laughs> I'm I looking forward the to time. it. Dude. Feel free to reach out to me anytime, dude. If you ever want to just jam, say hey, like I got an idea or something, just feel free mm-hmm. to reach out to me. Oh man, this has been great. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in to the Strategy Mob Podcast with your host Jason Harris. Don't want to miss new content? Be sure to sign up to be a mobster at strategymob.com to stay in the know. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe. 